everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends in Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and today I'm joined as always by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What's up, FAM? Hello. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Oh, I'm all right, Eric. Thanks for asking, buddy. Yeah. yeah not a problem. It's true. That's... That's what we really want to know. It's like, all it's not, I'm not asking fam in general. It's basically just like, everyone, let's just talk to Sean. Sean, how you doing? How's it going? I'm all right, Brasky. It's a nice Tuesday. I slept in a little bit. I wasn't feeling too great in the morning, but ate some pizza for lunch and now I feel wonderful. That cures what ails you. That cures what ails you. Pizza will always cure all things. It won't, it won't cure bad metas, but it will cure most things. That's, that's what I do about it. (laughs) Too true, (laughs) Brasky. Wait, what if we sent pizza to Watsy? (laughs) <laughs> would they change the would they change the meta then? They'll that do a lunch that banning. Yeah. Oh my god. We just solved we just solved uh, the Quick, someone get out their credit card. But <laughs> here's, here's the issue. All right, we have to think about what type of pizza place are we gonna order this from? And then on top of that, like what if we order the wrong type of pizza? Because well, I have a feeling that if we order the wrong type of pizza, we're going to adversely affect the timeline of magic for like weeks and years to come. They're just like we uh we've extended rotation for another six months to fairies actually being reprinted again. Yeah, and by the way, whoever sent us pineapple pizza, f you, because that's why we're doing it. Yeah. Well, there is that classic meme of um, I don't know if this actually happened or if it was just a Photoshop, but it was the like construction sign that said "Ban Sensei's Divining Top," (laughs) (laughs) and it was like outside the Watsi headquarters, and then they did eventually ban it. So. Just saying, we could go that route. <laughs> Whoever lives in near Watsi, just we need you to stand outside their building, holding up yeah. a sign for well, us. Social distance, but outside. Yeah. Ooh, can they hold up a sign with the the, the boom box? Yeah. <laughs> Do a little say anything. In fact, if we did that, then let's let's re-edit Peter Gabriel's "In Your Eyes" to be something about banning Team or Wreck. It's just, Wait, is it supposed to be careless whisper coming out of the boombox? It could be careless whisper. I don't. We could throw that in there, but I think it'd be easier by by just doing the in your eyes. That way, it's just like teamerrec. I want the band teamerrec. I want the band. <laughs> just like put that out there. I think that's what we need right there. That was too perfect for you to come up with it on the spot. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've actually. I've apartment he just pretends that he's from this cardboard box it's true yeah if you would look behind this fake background that's behind me that only you and none of our listeners can actually see it's actually just a lot of uh dry erase board with me writing different lyrics to popular songs but switching them to magic the gathering references exactly well see i was i would say that i would have been impressed but if we would have like rewound to like i think it's like three episodes ago you have all the scripts written out anyway yes so oh that's right i forgot yeah and and vastly ahead of time boy you guys are gonna really love what october is gonna bring (laughs) (laughs) yeah they actually they did a surprise reprint and uh, <laughs> put it back in and just called it called it standard anthology and uh, <laughs> it's all everybody's favorite stuff in there i mean Exelon remaster or whatever yeah, that's right. a- it's got it's got ferocidon it's got all of the greats all the all the big hits all the greats yeah. <laughs> well they did that once there was from the vault exiled that was a real thing yeah that was that was a real thing and then one of the funny things about that one was they they had kurt ape in it and then they were like, imagine a long time ago that Kurt Ape, which is a uh, a uh, red for a 1-2, one, 1-1. One, one. One, one, one that gets plus 1, plus 2, right? 
Yeah, and the, like if you control a forest, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, imagine like this card was too good to like to be you know played. If we ever banned a card like this again, it would be like ridiculous and da 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 da. And then like just after that, they banned Wild Lakatal in Modern. Nice. <laughs> I do that's remember. Un- that's unbanned though, right? Yeah, it's unbanned now, but they banned it originally, and you're just like. Did you read the thing that you wrote in from the Vault Exiled <laughs> about Curtape? I would love this to is basically Curtape. I would love to see a reprint set of stuff that was super super strong and banworthy and standard, but just release those cards now to see how <laughs> they would be if they were playing in the current meta game. Oh man, I'm just trying to think of like a random like. What if we got like um, Hypergenesis in standard? Oh, it was like man. something egregious. Just like how many do, can you put in planeswalkers? I think you can, right? I thought it said. Doesn't it say like I all the card types because planeswalkers weren't from back then? I thought it was just like permanence. If, if you can't, if you could put in planeswalkers, just like dropping an Ugin would be kind of neat. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Perfect. Done. Uh, yeah, it has the artifact creature enchantment or land. Oh no! So no Ugins allowed. <laughs> boo, boo that noise. Well, I'm not gonna boo all everybody's good ideas, but. Beyond knowing what your great ideas for the future of Magic are, and of course the future scripts that I already have written for us, uh, the one thing that I don't have in those scripts is how your week in Magic was. And that's the thing I still need to know. So Conan Hawk, how was your week in Magic? Well, we kind of already talked a little bit about the team of Rec. Um, and so what I learned over the past you know, couple of weeks, and I guess in historic recently one week, is that team of Rec's really good. And I should, you know, you should probably play it if you're playing Magic right now on Arena. And so I decided that I would, you know, um, decide to learn how to play it. So I did that by reading a bunch of articles. I started with uh, Andrew Ella Milgan's article on like playing Girl Spiral and Standard, and then uh, read uh, Autumn Lily's um, Autumn Burchette. Sorry, Autumn Lily's her or their uh, their Twitter arena name, Twitter handle. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, so Autumn Burchett's article on playing Team Rec and mostly playing the Mirror, and that helped a lot. And uh, now I know how to pilot Teamer, even though I very much dislike playing the deck. <laughs> but I know how to pilot it, and I can win the Mirror now, so I guess that's a step in the right direction. Now, the Mirror is always uh, an interesting thing to me, especially with decks like Teamer Rec, where it's just one of those. you got to learn it at some point, but it's also one of my least favorite things about playing sometimes it. Almost any tier one deck, but especially decks like Team of Rec, where it's just, it's, sometimes it seems like whoever gets this one card out first wins, which is what I thought the mirror was, but I'm assuming there's probably more nuance to that now that you've played yeah. many times. The, the Team of Rec mirror is like actually, so one of the things that you'll see on Twitter a lot of the times is the people that play Team of Rec, they're like, the mirror is so great. And I, I ended up learning, like, one of the things that's been missing a lot, I think, in Standard and like a little bit, I'm like kind of newish to Historic, but like, I know enough about it where it feels like there's not a lot of like back and forth. Um, so like last week I talked about watching old magic or ar- videos and basically like you would see like a, a thing come down and like something would kill that thing. And then like, you know, this thing would happen and that thing would happen. And like, basically they were just like a bunch of like, you know, back and forth. And what I learned about teamer is like, when you don't play the mirror, you just do your thing. You're just like uh girl spiral teamer or like a, t- or a wilderness reclamation kill you with my expansion explosion. But when you play the mirror, there's actually a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of like, um, posturing, like, you know, pretending that you have counter magic when you don't, uh, pretending that you don't have counter magic when you do, um, just like a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. And, um, and then just like, you know, how big should you make your sharks and stuff like that. And I think it's like really, really cool when you actually play the mirror, but all of the interaction happens on the stack. 
and kind of like in the, how much mana you keep open and how much mana you tap and what mana you're tapping and stuff like that and like gathering information that way. So it's like really, really in depth on how to play the match. The match, but the like, it's just different interaction, which is kind of weird. Very interesting. That's something that's now makes more sense to me after uh, sitting in and running production for a historic event all weekend and watching all the team of reclamation that was going on there. That makes a lot more sense to me now because I was watching it just going. Well, I think that's a mistake, and obviously I'm the <laughs> foremost uh, expert on mistakes. So <laughs> that's the big key right there. <laughs> Sean, Sean, how was your week of magic? Yeah, so I mean, so much historic. I mean, I, I literally looked at my Untapped, and I have 65 hours of historic uh, over the last couple of weeks. So a lot of that going on, grinding Mythic, and trying to figure out what I'm playing in the open, and literally figuring out I have no idea what I'm playing this weekend. Um, so that's always exciting, and then um i also did historic coverage with no one else but brasky and then we also had Hayu and sidetrack also known as sidetrack is bad on twitter um so we did a lot of awesome coverage over the weekend watched a lot of teamer reclamation out of top eight there was four teamer reclamations and a four color reclamation deck um there was a mono white deck a mono red deck and boros feather was our top eight uh, Boros Feather uh, lost to Teamer Reclamation in the finals. But other than that, I mean, the tournament went pretty well after a little bit of a hiccup in the beginning. But other than that, it was a lot of fun. Uh, did that. And then this week, I'll be looking forward to playing even more historic for Saturday. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. We tried a few. I mean, from my perspective of, of how the week was, it was also just uh, learning, trying to implement new technologies into a uh, esports stream and having some of it work swimmingly and then having it adversely affect other parts of the stream. So at random points, I tried this new way to get video streams onto uh, the competitive, like uh, onto of the casters, onto all of the different scenes that I was working with. And in testing, worked great. Everything looked awesome. There was no worries about having windows open or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. In practice, anytime I tried to drop anything else into a scene, OBS would crash on me. So I had to just basically go, well... It was like working with a house of cards for like the last four hours of that stream of going, don't touch anything. (laughs) And sometimes even when you didn't touch anything, it still crashed. So it was just a lot of dealing with stuff that was completely out of your control while also trying to figure out if you can fix it. And then when you realize you can't, just power through. And we still, we got through the whole thing and it was a lot of fun. And it was cool to see some uh, some of the possible fringe decks uh, make make its way into uh, historic because while the top eight was half team of reclamation, there was a few spicy decks in there that I was very impressed with. That I uh, I hope maybe will make an appearance at the uh, this weekend at the uh, the Arena Cup, which 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 would be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, the Boros Feather deck, like while on paper like didn't look super powerful, but turned out to be just like insanely powerful against the reclamation deck. Yeah. So that was super awesome to watch. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I know someone uh, who might have been playing in some events uh, over the weekend who has some ideas of how historic things have gone as well, and that's Caroline Cavanaugh. Caroline, how was your week of Magic? Uh, my week was pretty good. Uh, I played on played a modern tournament on Saturday, which is very strange. I kind of forgot modern existed. Um, but I played the uh, Mana Trader Swiss event. Uh, I did go 7-2, and two, but unfortunately that doesn't literally got me diddly squat um because i came 17th <laughs> um and the prizes uh paid to top 16 i guess that's technically not true i think i got some sort of store credit but it's not 
six top 16 was 100 bucks and 17th was not so that was how i remember my weekend and then on sunday i played the historic event uh and same sort of story i went four and two and got diddly squat <laughs> so it was i mostly just wanted to say diddly squat again <laughs> but i did have fun um I really like historic. I understand that it's frustrating to play on the ladder right now, but I think my conclusion to Sean's like frustration is just the ladder sucks. It's not that historic sucks. I think uh, if you were to play in events and stuff, it's not, it's not as bad as it seems. Um, and the ladder just sucks. Yes. I agree with that. 155,000%. That is a good way to put it. I guess I should have worded it like that. The format itself, I'm not miserable with. It's just grinding ladder multiple hours a day just gets frustrating. So yes, I agree with that. Okay, let me take a look at my show notes here. I'm gonna delete this section on Brasky talks about the wondrousness of ladder. <laughs> Ladder's just the best thing ever to come just to magic. Gonna hit delete on that section <laughs> and it's gonna be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really fun to see all the things that are going on in historic and there's gonna be plenty more to talk about because there's a few, uh, at least one major event that's happening and for that it's uh, the only thing that's really going to be covered in the news section but for that we're going to go over to mr toolshed sean gallagher with a discussion of the news i'm mr toolshed i'm sean gallagher <laughs> <laughs> come caroline doesn't have the little push button sound system for sean um, <laughs> we're working on it we need that's a budgetary thing uh, I, I got in trouble i got fbi showed up my house yep oh no <laughs> Yep. Copyright copyright issues. Yeah. Major League Baseball showed up and she did not have express written consent uh, to rebuild the <laughs> thing that she was doing. So that's you wouldn't steal a car. We can't steal copyright music, Brasky. It's true. It's so true. But you can steal information off the internet about what's happening in the world of magic. So get yeah. us the news, Sean. All right. So this weekend we have the arena open. Da 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 finally. Um, we're going to be having these, who knows, probably every couple months. This one on Saturday, it starts on Saturday, which is August 1st. Uh, looks like it starts at 8 a.m. Pacific time, which I think is 9 central. That sounds right. 10. 10. 10 central. All right. So it starts at 10 central, 8, 8 a.m. Pacific. Um, best of one historic on Saturday. So you bring your mono red goblins decks or you bring your team reclamation decks or you know you bring your mono white you know spoils of the vault combo decks whatever you want to bring on saturday um so you need to get what is it seven wins i'm reading let me double check here yes uh, so yeah um you get seven wins qualifies you for day two and if you get those seven wins you also get two thousand gems which is i want to say pretty much the entry price Oh no, the entry price is twenty thousand or four thousand gems, so you get half your entry back, and then you get qualified for day two, which is like what everyone's playing for. Day two is best of three historic. This is what most of us are actually preparing for. Um, that also starts at eight a.m. Pacific, so ten a.m. Central, and this is where the big money's at. Seven wins, two thousand buckaroos. That's what everyone's playing for. Six wins, half of that, one thousand dollarinos U.S. Um, I need a conversion wins. rate from between buckaroos and dollarinos. <laughs> 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 
Name a different way to say dollars every time. Oh, I'm living for it right now. I'm living for this. The 1,000 buckaroos is about equivalent to 3,000 Sean dollars, but we won't get into that. That's yeah, that's a whole other conversion rate. We're, yeah. not, we're, yeah, exactly. we're not. That's a whole other podcast. How much is cashola? <laughs> that's a one-to-one on buccarinos. Don't worry. It depends on the strength of the yen. Uh, and then for those uh five wins as a consolation prize you get twenty thousand gems which i want to say is like a hundred and five (laughs) dollars that was a very specific conversion (laughs) (laughs) i remember because i got five wins in the last one and i was like oh man like how much is this worth and i like added it up and it's like around a hundred dollars which is like as a consolation prize like doesn't feel that great but i guess it's something um, and also for the first time since they started doing these opens, uh, anything more than five wins, so five, six, or seven, you also qualify for Zendikar Rising Qualifier Weekend. Um, so that's going to be one of their new tournament series they have coming out. Um, so you can get five, six, or seven wins to qualify for this weekend or top 1200 Mythic. And I believe these tournaments are going to be happening in September. Correct me if I'm wrong. Caroline. Uh, yes, there's, they're happening September, October, and November. Okay, perfect. So yeah, they are. You can qualify by top twelve hundred or more than five wins in these tournaments. Um, so yeah, that's what's happening on Saturday and Sunday. Play well Saturday, qualify for Sunday, and hopefully get those nice cashola rewards on Sunday. Yeah, that seems like some good scratch. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys uh, saw this. But uh, I think you guys, you might have missed it by now, but there was a sweet event that was the Jumpstart event or the Flash Forward event where you got three different card styles, one for Containment Priest, one for Massacre Worm, and one for Cultivate. They were all beautiful. You guys should do that if it's still up. I don't oh, yeah, know that, that was the format where it's basically all the stuff that won't rotate, but anything that is going to rotate was already like banned out. You get, like, it's like yep. a preview of the new standard. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. So anyway, the moral of that story is the cultivate and the massacre worm are just beautiful. I like but that. you also get you also get five different card styles for playing this weekend. It looks like. Yeah. Always, you always, you never, I never oh, am going to discount the, the cosmos. You get an Ishimaru Hound of Kanda, which is uh, one white mana for a two-two. Uh, Kira Great Glass Spinner, which is a uh, one blue blue two-two, Merfolk esque card that people have been playing for years. Uh, Languish, Grim Lava Mancer, and Thrag Tusk. So you get five different card styles for entering the tournament on Saturday. Well, now so I'm a lot in. Of cool I wasn't. Yeah. In, I wasn't in before, but then when you said that, it's like, all right, screw it, I'll jump in. Yeah. So not only can you win five thousand Sean Buckaroos or two thousand American, uh, you get these five cool card styles as well. I like that. That's going to be, well, you know, this is, you know, some of the closest that we can get to like super, super competitive magic. Uh, besides mm-hmm. like doing all the, the events that, you know, third party folks are putting together. This is like the big Watsy run uh, arena weekend. So it's cool that it's, it, it was a little more interesting that it was going to be historic before the revelation that, oh yeah, Team Rex still really, really good. But there's a, there's a lot to look forward to in, the arena open and especially with what's going to happen in a historic and there's going to be a little bit of differences between things like best of one and best of three. And so mm-hmm, I think sure. that's, that's, you know, where we wanted to steer and, and kind of talk about uh, what we wanted to dig into with this podcast is really do a dive into the historic format about the metagame itself, both best of one and best of three and what to expect from it, but also maybe to find a few outliers and, and find kind of everyone's impression about the format. And so uh, Caroline, I would love to, to, 
throw it to you about uh, your thoughts on the historic format about, you know, what are the decks to beat in your opinion? And, and especially from your experience playing this past weekend, uh, what the meta is shaping up like, especially even just in that day one or even in the day two. Uh, okay. So day two can be summarized into two words, three syllables. No. Whoa, reclamation. <laughs> two words. <laughs> I, I believe reclamation. Hold on, hold on. Jund food? That's, that's only... Wreck <laughs> is what I was um, So yeah, unfortunately, uh, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, Reclamation is still good, even in historic. Um, just to kind of summarize a little bit about the decks, uh, picture basically the standard version, so we're not going to go into specifics, um, but some bonus uh, showstoppers include cards like Explore, uh, which is gross spiral, but easier to cast. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you draw a card, right? So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's sorcery speed. Oh, it's sorcery speed, yeah, yeah. One, one um, little caveat here, do not do it by plussing your Teferi. I watched somebody do that, where they plus their Teferi and then decided to cast Explorer on their opponent's turn. Yeah. You do not get to put the land into play. <laughs> so it's a little, it is slightly different than Gross Spiral. Um, also, but, Explorer doesn't get Mystical Disputed. True. That true. is true. Uh, they also, so that's like the big component to why the deck is just faster, because, you know, you get to play like up to eight gross spirals, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and then they also feature, at least some of them feature, um, a better mana base, of course. Uh, but you also have been playing Field of the Dead, which is just a value land to put in your deck that's already dirtling the shit out of you anyway. I like so, calling it a better mana base when it's just like two stomping grounds, two breeding pools, and then all one of lands. <laughs> I love, I'm, I'm going to look at the text of Field of the Dead here real quick. Let's see your Field of the Dead. It's stomping the shit out of you. Yeah, uh, Core Set 2020. This field, Field of the Dead, enters the battlefield tapped. Tap it, dirtle the shit out of your opponent. Yeah, <laughs> checks out, checks out. Um, so that's some examples. There's um, some newer, like, I think Jumpstart cards or maybe Anthology cards, I'm not sure. Uh, but there's an Instant Speed Wrath, which is just insane. A teamer did not need an Instant Speed Wrath. Well, they took it. away Nexus of Fate. Yeah, like, whatever. They yeah. had to replace it with something. <laughs> so the, the card that I believe is causing the most, like, you can't, attack me on any avenue because I have this instant speed sweeper is Magma Quake, which is uh, red, red X, uh, deal X damage to non-flyers, though I have been playing Feather and <laughs> a lot of people have cast it against me <laughs> and it's been great. It also um, deal damage to Planeswalkers too. So it, it kills does. the fairy. It doesn't. No, it does. It does deal damage to Planeswalkers yeah, as well. What? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it does damage to Planeswalkers. Deals X, X damage, damage to each to creature creatures. without flying and each Planeswalker. Damn yeah. it. I didn't even know that. I thought that was just Storm's Wrath. Yeah, because I've like, had my Teferis killed by him multiple times. <laughs> yeah. All I had to play is Teferis, so they just cast him for five years. Oh, so it kills your own things, too, so you have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, it kills your yeah. own shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's an example of, like, a new, of a, I think, Jumpstart card that, that kind of pushed Teamer into the world of, uh, hey, I'm still here. I will say, for what it's worth, I think that that was just going to happen anyway. Like, Removing Nexus of the Fate did not remove Teamer or did not remove Reclamation from the format. So people were going to figure it out. It, I think Magma Quake made it easier to figure out. Like it was sort of handed on a silver platter. It's like, oh, hey, here's a great way to deal with your the creature decks. Um, but I, I have full faith that players would be playing Teamer Reclamation at this point, regardless of that card being printed or not. So don't 
go craziness and ban that card. <laughs> Don't ban Magma Quake because I was upset about it. It's Reclamation is the fault. <laughs> and this is why I'm going to be standing outside of Watsi headquarters with a boombox over my head. That time with Careless Whisper playing. And all it's going to be is me standing outside being like, I'm never going to play again. Nexus of Fate did nothing wrong. I'm never going to play again. Team Rex sucks. And that's all it's going to be. There because was a, Nexus of Fate did nothing wrong. There was a different timeline where both Nexus of Fate and Magma Quake are legal, which I think is just hilarious. Oh, man. Are they going to take it to the turn? Oh, no, they just wrapped my board. Okay, <laughs> so, well, at least that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, are they going to take another turn? Oh, they're just going to end my turn instead. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's pretty much the highlights. It plays like a search for Ascanta. Um, it plays various versions of removal or counter spells or um, dirtalish cards. So, like, you know, the, the shell is the same as standard, unfortunately, with some bangers, including Explore, I think, is really the big highlight there. Um, if anyone was in on the meeting on when they added that to Historic, uh, can you let me know? Because <laughs> I haven't figured out why. <laughs> <laughs> so, it'd be great. Um, so that, that's Team Erect. That's obviously the, like, if you're going to play best of three and you have any desire to, to do well without having fun, that's the deck for you. Uh, as Eric has grumpily mentioned, he, you know, he did spend some effort reading some articles and um, kind of streaming the best of three version. That being said, if you take out the ladder a little bit and just think about the format, there are, there are actually a ton of decks. I think one thing that, I, that I'm kind of standing on, though I have not putting my money where my mouth is, um, I think the most recent Jumpstart set, the current, like the only deck that has come out of that set is the Goblins deck, which we'll discuss in a second. Um, I, I believe wholeheartedly that you cannot add 300 cards to a new format and have only one deck come out. I believe there are other decks hiding in that dump of cards. And I think that as... Team Reclamation maybe disappears off a short plank on, on a big cliff. Just goes. Up. I didn't get that right. Right? Is it long plank on a short cliff? No. I, 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 if I if you had described to me what type of plank and what size of cliff I would throw Team Erect off of, it'd be short short plank. Short plank, long plank. plank off of a pirate ship, though. Why well, is there a cliff is that not the same? Planks are not exclusive to pirate ships, Sean. Planks are just any okay. type of uh, stick of wood that sticks out over some type I of... I thought it was like take a long walk off a short cliff. Yeah, I think that might be it. <laughs> 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 there are no planks at all. <laughs> what if anyway. it was a long walk? What if it was a long walk onto a short plank off of a long, tall, tall cliff that had <laughs> that had shallow water? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, long story short. So saying... So if Team Erect disappears... That one's right, by the way. Long story short, that one works. <laughs> okay, so that's all good. That's fine. There are actually a lot of decks, but I think there are more hidden or undiscovered or need some tweaking. Maybe uh, Zendikar uh, or um, Cat Remastered. There, To me, there are stuff that we have not found. At least I will definitely not find them, but people smarter than me will probably find them. And that's why I like historic. So I want this to be clear that this session, this like topic, while as much as I hate team or reclamation, I really like historic and I want it to be good. And I have faith that <laughs> after the cliff incident, <laughs> things will be great. <laughs> new, new magic card added to historic, the cliff incident. Yeah. <laughs> I could just and, see us in three months where we're just like, 
oh, this crazy deck got out of control again. <laughs> so the, the the issue is that Magic players in general are pretty like pickaxe. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so, for me. You <laughs> said pickaxe. I'm pretty sure it's grabbed the pitchforks, right? I even held the pitchfork in my hand. I think I think we're just mixing. I think these are like Canadian colloquialisms that just are slightly different from the American ones. Okay, pickforks. No, darn it. Okay, well, anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, I like I've seen people calling for goblins to be banned, which we can I can talk about, or someone else can kind of give a goblins. Um, summary if they want and i just think we're not there like i've seen two different tournament reports where 20 or more people brought goblins and they had a 48 percent win rate like why are you asking for that deck to be banned i'm pretty sure you figured it out <laughs> like i don't know the answer yeah. is the internet 42 I mean, oh wait sorry that was... i can i can understand why they're calling for a ban of of goblins but i don't agree with it um basically it has like the same feel as winota um, if, if they cast Muxus on like turn three or turn four and get a great hit off of, off of Muxus, like the game's just over. Right. Um, I've seen that quite a few times. There's like the, uh, like the, what was it the Nissa Meow Meow clip where, um, they play Muxus after sacrificing two goblin or the Wily Goblin, the token and the, and the Skirk Proctor with three lands. They hit like. Uh, the Anthem Lord, Cranko, like um, Wily Goblin, Wily Goblin, and they use the Cranko, and they like they just go nuts, right? Like they have mm. lethal damage on turn on turn three, yeah. um, and that, that like that leads to some feel bads and stuff like that. But I'm I'm kind of with you. It's like you can do stuff against that. Um, for instance, you could play things. Um, I know that I was testing a best of one historic feather deck uh, today that was main decking Takatli Honor Guard. Right, like Takatli Honor Guard's good in multiple matchups, um, and if you were playing, say, Feather in, in best of three, you could just play them in your sideboard. Maybe you get got by by uh, by the Muxus in game one, but in game two, it shuts off a lot of their goblins. Right. Um, similarly, like in Team of Reclamation, you can you know um, you can either gust Muxus, uh, you can do that in any blue deck, and then you can play like a sweeper to kill the small goblins. And especially, it's especially devastating when you do like the Skirk Prospector, Wily Goblin, sack three goblins, and then you get your Muxus Aether Gusted, because then you're on three lands. Like, you're not casting Muxus for quite some time. So, like, do you put it on top of your library? Do you put it on the bottom of your library? Like, there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, uh, punishment for that type of play. And I, I I get why people are saying it, but, like, I guess, like, this, the, the you know, I think it's a little, I think it's a little hasty, I guess. Uh, to to say that they they should ban this card that we basically haven't seen results from and also really seems like we can figure out before anything really bad happens. Um, but I'm 100% on with the, the teamer thing. I get what you're saying where it's like you can Aethergust Muxus and they like sat, they Lotus Petal their goblins, whatever. But like, I think... The, this this feels more like a dies the doomblade argument to this instance feels more like a dies the doomblade kind of argument. I think we're like, yes, if they sack three goblins and you counterspell their Moxus, you're obviously pretty far ahead. But those games where the Moxus resolves and you're on a like let's say you're on a mulligan to six or you know whatever, and that Moxus just like even if it hits medium, Moxus puts in let's say two goblins, like still pretty good, right? I mean. 
I guess the card is six mana, but it still feels like Muxus is pretty egregious, I think. Sometimes. But I mean, like, if it doesn't kill you, like, in, like, especially like in the decks like you play, right? Where like you like to play like the blue-white decks, you could probably just sweep them afterwards. You know yeah. what I mean? But like if they, <clears throat> the problem is like they're playing eight haste lords. So it's like they're probably crashing the boards for like over eight or 10, right? Even if like, again, we're just back to a medium Muxus hit. Yeah. Like they're probably only attacking me for eight, which like we don't really have, we have Settle the Wreckage as an instant speed ref and Magma Quake. But like, I don't know. I think the it gets counterspelled arguments kind of weak, but <laughs> I mean I don't know. I mean like I was beating it with with Takali on a guard too, right? Yeah, like, I mean I'm not like I I've beaten Muxus. I have <laughs> like it's not like I'm zero and thirty against. It. I'm like <laughs> probably like twelve and eighteen against it or something something like that. Like I've I have a I have some wins against the deck. It's just like those games where you're you're on the draw. You have one Aether Gust. It's like. Well, I could try to Aether Gust their Skirk Prospect, or like, what if they just start going wide with Chieftains and Crankos really quickly? Like, I, I will say, another thing too is that I think that with Teamer, like, kind of, uh, you know, piggybacking off what Caroline was saying, is like, I think with Teamer Reclamation being the, you know, the, the, the quote best deck right now, um, it holds down other decks that also hold down the Goblins deck. Like, one of the decks that actually naturally, in my opinion, naturally holds down the Goblins decks is the Mayhem Double decks. Okay. And Mayhem Double can't like i i can't imagine a world where they're beating teamer reclamation um like we saw that in in standard like the, the, like people have argued that um phyrexian tower adds another dimension to the like the jun sacrifice decks where you can play you can play bolasus citadel faster mm-hmm. but like i think if if teamer reclamation were to go we would see more uh mayhem double decks and then you would be able to see like you like Trying to play with Skirk Prospector against Mayhem Devil seems like a nightmare to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, maybe they maybe they play more Incinerators or something. I don't know. But like, I would see that there would be like right now. It seems like if you're playing aggressive, you're supposed to play either Mono Red Goblins or a deck that can hang with Mono Red Goblins, like something like Feather um, or like maybe like Mono Red Burn deck. Um, but if you're not playing, um, if you're not playing any, like if you're just playing like a normal like white weenie deck or like vampires, like you're probably gonna get run over by the goblins because they get so wide and you can never push through damage or whatever. And mm-hmm. they can just trade all of their goblins because like a muxus just like replenishes the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can see like that's I think another reason why people want to ban is because like like if you just go savannah lions, right? Like how are you ever gonna beat like a cranko activation? You're like not right. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. It's just like <clears throat> the cranko, the cranko plus lord. Like synergy is just so powerful in that deck, where like your what is usually a singular lotus petal is turning into like mana flare, right? Where it's just like that Krenko adds up to being like worth three, four, five, six mana. Yeah. And you just like cast another Muxus. I like you've seen clips of like they play a Muxus, it hits a Krenko and a Lord. They tap the Krenko and then cast another Muxus in the same turn. It's like, come on, man. Like, so what kind of testing did Wizards do with this kind of shit? Like, really? It's one of those things, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's is it the most powerful thing? No. Is it feels bad to play against? Yes. Uh, so is that, ban- is, is that bannable? Maybe? Probably not. Like, the, there's, plenty, there's plenty to look at with the Goblins deck that is not fun to play against, but it's not, it does not seem, at least from, is from the perspective of someone watching a lot of these games and seeing these games play out, that it's, n- it's not something that I've seen to be like, yeah, get, get, get rid of that thing. Get that thing out of the, out of the format. And yeah. there's, it's not, and even then, go, you know, it's Goblins, Team, or Wreck. Are those the only two decks? 
Are those the only two decks out there? Is there more to be done with there? I, I think it's more akin to modern where it's like you have the best decks, which are, you know, Urza Blade, Primeval Titan. And then, yeah, people are going to still bring Blue Eye Control. They're still going to bring Affinity. They're still going to bring their bad decks just because they're good with them and they do well with them. But, like, I, I think we've already touched on it multiple times. Uh, Team of Reclamation and Goblins are the best deck in the format. But mm -hmm. other decks are playable. It's just, is that the right thing to be doing right now? I don't know if that's true. Well, that's the... One of Caroline's points, right, is like if yeah. you go look on MTG or, or MTG Melee, like Goblins is actually doing terrible. Yeah, I know. It, it's like it's like forty percent win rate, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like it, that. That's another reason against banning it is like Team of Reclamation is the best deck, right? That that yeah. the, number, the numbers show it, then like everything shows it. But like, there's other decks that are probably out there, and maybe maybe Feather is the the second best deck because it can sure. hang with it can hang with Team of Reclamation. It can beat up on Goblins. And Goblins is just like a deck that people seem to be bringing in numbers, but mm -hmm. it, like it's like I don't know for some reason like Mono Red was doing that and like the the SCG events like people would just show up there'd be like five people with Mono Red and you guys like you look at the numbers and you'd be like you know like the last five tournaments if your name's not Sandy Dog you're like winning forty percent of your matches mm -hmm. and then like you know and like but people just like keep showing up with them and you're like okay well here we are i guess you're still like the second right. most played deck in the format for some reason yeah i think that just happens with any with most eternal formats right as people just play what they like or what they're familiar with it which is a fine strategy for yeah. some people but like you like you said goblins is not winning a lot but that doesn't make it less egregious i don't think <laughs> caroline this past weekend you played goblins, but you didn't play mono red goblins. You you threw you threw some Rakdos out there, uh, and and splashed a little a little black color in there. Is there? What was your opinion of kind of adding that second color to that deck? Do you think that you know if you're not playing Team of Rec, is goblins the way to go? Or is there something else that you're kind of exploring or thinking or feeling out as well? Uh, I'm not sure. So the black was added to uh, have duress, which theoretically can. Um, falter team reclamation. I will say, in theory, did not. <laughs> Mostly because a they have a lot of copies of the card that's good against us, which is the Wrath Effect, and b they're very good at drawing their other good cards when they need to. <laughs> um, so I think just address strategy was not uh, super impactful. I think I went one and two versus Teamerec on the day. My two losses being to Teamer, um, whereas. I think it's an interesting path to go down is like, Hey, is there any other cards that are good against uh teamer or well, mostly just teamer that uh, you need the second color for. Um, I think in best of one, you don't need it. You just sort of obviously, but you just want the red cards and all the muxes and all the crankos and call it a day as your opponent cries. Um, <laughs> but I think it's an interesting space. I, I enjoyed my tournament. Like, I felt a little bit more prepared against Teamer than I would have without it. And I think that there's some more development to go from there. If there is, and, and that's a question I'll kind of go around the table with. It, it, take out <clears throat> Goblins and Teamer Rec are known commodities. There's a few other outliers out there as well. Is there a deck that you think is maybe sitting in there in, in the tier three or tier two realm? Maybe even, maybe it's just best in one, but maybe even in best of three. Is there a deck out there that, uh, could do well if it ran into the right metagame or was piloted by the right person. For instance, we saw Boros Feather do quite well in the uh, Arena Community Cup, uh, which is not something that we would consider to be like a super powerful deck, but in the right hands, which we did see it being played in the right hands, uh, we got to see how effective it was. 
what is, is there any decks out there that we think might uh, surprise some folks? I mean, Eric, is, is your, is your uh, Junsack, Racksack going to make an appearance here and, and go far, or is it still going to be held down by some other bad matchups? I think like I think John Sack has a has a chance. I think Mayhem Double, um, Mayhem Double Priest of the Forgotten Gods type of stuff is really good against like the Goblins decks, um, and it's like it it would also do well against like a, a deck like Feather uh, Priest of Forgotten Gods being pretty good there as long as it like it stay on the board. I guess that that's like really the, the where it would get a little tough. Um, but the if you get the right matchups, it's kind of like. If you got the matchup where you wanted to play against goblins the entire time and you played against goblins the entire time, Jun might be really good or Rakdo Sacrifice might be really good. Uh, I actually played against a person that seemed like they were really, really well-tuned for the the wreck matchup uh, today. And uh, it, it was kind of neat. It was like a mono-black beatdown deck, so kind of like the mono-black aggro deck that made the top eight of the PT this week. Um, but they also played Phyrexian Obliterator um, as like their four drop. Uh, so those that are not familiar with Frexian Obliterator, it is black, 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 black for a 5-5 five, five, uh, with Trample that says whenever it gets dealt damage, the the controller of that damage sacrifices that many permanents. So Team Reclamation can only remove creatures with damage, right? Um, so the, removing creatures with damage is basically impossible to do with Phyrexian Obliterator because it's like, I will Magma Quake for five. And you're like, would you like to sacrifice five permanents? And with Teamer Reclamation, that's just lands, right? You're just going to sacrifice five lands. Um, so like, that was kind of neat. And I, maybe if like everything's Teamer Reclamation, maybe you could just like play the mono black deck with with some Obliterators and, and see if that's good enough. Caroline, what's something out there that you think that you're interested in finding out is like, hmm, maybe this is a deck I can at the very least roll with in best of one, but there is like maybe a, an outside deck in best of three as well. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, this is kind of hard because I'm just going to play goblins in best of one because I really like it. <laughs> like I own goblins at legacy. So I've been really excited to be able to play a deck that I have sitting on a shelf that I have played at exactly one tournament. Um, and I get to play it in historic on arena. I've actually been having a blast. Like, there are a ton of cards that are in both decks and it's been really fun for me. Uh, so I guess the answer is I just won't be like, I'm not going to search for another best of one deck. I know some exist. I know the planeswalker deck is supposed to be good. I've heard rumors about a mono white deck being good, but I'll just play my goblins and hopefully not have to light too many gems on fire. Uh, and then in best of three, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even trying to like hide information. Like I just really don't know. <laughs> I, I left our meeting with the same conclusion. So you can tell I'm being honest. I just don't really want to register team or reclamation, but I also don't want to lose. So Man, you, you are really good at acting like you don't know what you're doing. I don't. That's a thing. That's a thing. You're going to jump in and go like six and two on day two and be like, what the heck's going on? It's like, oh, well, Obviously, she decided to play Kethis combo and just wrecked everybody. Like that's oh uh, my gosh, I can guarantee you that won't happen. I wish Kethis combo was good enough. Sean, Kethis combo is so close, but it's like one turn behind goblins. Sean, as as you have trudged through your testing and playing of ladder, uh, is there a deck out there that feels good against most, but not you know it's it doesn't seem ladder worthy, but could be worthy of this event. There's a deck that I keep seeing pop up every once in a while. Literally looking at a list right now that top eight in a tournament on Saturday. He's popping up every once in a while. And it's Esper Hero. It's got now four to fairy. 
Yeah. So the card oh, the that, boomer deck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Brian Brondu and special team Esper Hero. So cards I really like in this format are in this order: Teferi Time Raveler, Magma Quake, Field of the Dead, Thought Erasure. And I get to play two of those four in Esper Hero. So getting to play Teferi and Thought Erasure makes me seem pretty excited. So my actual deck with the highest win rate with more than a couple matches is actually Esper Hero. So I might just play around with that and see if I can, you know, pull something together for this weekend. But I don't know. That deck's like, it can clear the way of goblins because you've got a bunch of spot removal. You've got a bunch of Othakais and Tyrant Scorns and you can kind of kill goblins. And then you have Teferi Time Raveler and Doan's Vetoes for Teamer Reclamation. So you got a lot of tools. The problem is with the Esper Hero deck is like, if you keep a counterspell hand against goblins, you lose. And if you keep a removal hand against the reclamation deck, you lose. So, like, that's the one tough part about playing control-esque decks like that. But I think I'm going to play around with that and see if I can get something to stick. And at the end of the day, screw it. Play what you play what you enjoy. Play what you <laughs> that's, have fun. That's, another like, that's, thing, the, yeah. that's a big hey, thing. Wait, what the hell? That's my line. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You're not the only person with said line. Look at the show notes later on in my statement of one thing we're doing to get better at the game this week. Later on in my... What? Look at the what we're going to do to get better at the game this week. What does Brasky put? What does Brasky I, I just I just want to say... I'm what you good are and always the same. I just want to say that uh, a good buddy of... Well, probably a better buddy of Caroline's now, but a, a good buddy of mine of uh, a long time ago made uh, made a PT top eight by playing a deck that they did not enjoy but learned. What deck was that? So T shout out to uh, some to Ben White for for making the PT top eight. So that yeah, is uh, the PT finals. For the rest of this podcast, saying the words "teamer reclamation" and "goblets" is banned. It's a ban worthy <laughs> offense. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. We're gonna okay, get the, we're gonna get boost bot in here. I'm just gonna yell and say that you all are always like, oh, like listen to Caroline. She always has the best deck selections, and it's normally me just saying the sentence, play what, like Eric, you should play uh, like an artifact deck, or like Sean play blue white. Like it's, <laughs> I just got a lot of credit for saying that, and you stole all my credit. I stole I stole no credit. I possibly some thunder. <laughs> 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 and, I'm, and I'm not exactly sure how credit and thunder converts to schmackers or bucks or anything else. From <laughs> Sean Dollarinos. Yeah, that, that as well. That as well. Well, it's going to be interesting. And I'm going to be interested to see what this podcast looks like next week post the arena event, just to see how everyone's feeling about stuff. And you know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that all of you uh, find the decks that you want to play, find the decks that you enjoy playing. And then you all come back and say, hey, we all got seven wins. And then we got seven, and then we got seven wins again. Uh, that's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm hoping. And if it's not that well, then I just get to publicly shame all of you. <laughs> Perfect, Brasky. That's what we need on this. We need more public shaming on this yeah, podcast. So I'm gonna be like, a, I'm gonna be like an old timey football coach about how you let the team down. <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. Does anyone else have any thoughts about historic about the upcoming event, or or how they're just feeling going into the weekend? Well, I think the deck is the best version of the deck and then i think that it beats the deck yeah that there we go that's i think i think that's very important um i like how we were swearing earlier and now we're bleeping out decks <laughs> well sean said we weren't allowed to name or 
anymore. Yeah, well said, oh. Caroline. I agree completely. Yeah, absolutely. And wholeheartedly. Just wait till we start. <laughs> I can't tell which bleep I was talking about first and second. Can we, say, like, can, we say, like, can we say like rug explosion deck? No. <laughs> What's well, not the name though? That's cheating, Eric. Really <laughs> no one likes loopholes. <laughs> Eric didn't play with toys as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> he poured water in the cups. Yeah. He poured water in the cups. That's such a good callback. <laughs> oh man. Well, when only us. That's about. Yep. Too bad. Only, <laughs> only the people listening to that inside joke that happened before the podcast, we was even starting to record, will really get the full intenseness of that joke. So it doesn't matter if you understand those types of inside jokes. Doesn't matter if you like playing or style decks or whether or not you went to a Montessori school. What will actually matter is what you're doing to get better at the game, and that's the, what we always want to talk about. So let's finish out this podcast with, of course, where can folks find you on the internet and the thing you're going to do to get better at the game this week. Caroline, what about you? Uh, so this weekend I plan on participating in the Historic Open. Uh, on day one, I will be playing and on day two, I will be playing Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, I'm pretty excited. I don't really think I have any other plans. Um which is actually pretty cool. Super like tangent. The historic opens are so awesome. Like you just queue up when you want to play a match. And when you don't want to play a match, you don't queue up. It's really great. Like you you'd be like, Oh, do I have time to make tea? Oh uh, yeah, I do. I do. I don't have to play a match until I want to. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at mighty linguini, M I G H T Y L I N G U I N E. You can find me on Instagram at the mighty linguini. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash the mighty linguini i stream on wednesdays i always have a magic guest but we don't always play magic but we're actually not playing on wednesday this week we're playing on friday so we're actually live to maybe you'll hear this <laughs> before um i'm going to be playing a new game uh, called fall guys and i have some trial codes so i brought in some friends to play this new game with us and they're doing a beta this weekend um that's it for me bye and eric what are you going to be up to this weekend and where can people find you doing it uh, yeah, so I'll be also playing uh, the Historic Open. Um, I'm unsure what I'm going to be playing in Best of One. I'm going to be doing, be playing my stream all all leading up to it. So uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, trying to figure out what I should be playing. Uh, day two for Best of Three, if I do happen to get there, I'll be playing Nobody Likes Loopholes, the deck. Um, and... <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully getting to seven wins. And if you do, I mean, you probably won't be able to hear this, but if you want to watch, I, I stream Monday through Friday on ConanHawk.tv. Or no, sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got your you got your own URL and everything. <laughs> I, I bought Twitch recently. I bought Twitch recently. So God, I didn't know. it's just I now knew. called ConanHawk TV. Yeah, I knew he was wealthy. I didn't think he had Amazon money. My God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you if you want to watch my stream, it's uh, twitch.tv slash Hawk. I stream Monday through Friday. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, I rarely post on there. But when I do, it's usually my adorable cats, uh, mostly Winnie on there. Uh, that's also at Hawk, And then on Twitter, at Hawk as well. So you can find me at any of those places. Fabulous. And Sean, how about you? I will be playing some historic on my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Toolshed And... You can hang out with me on Twitter at Mr. Toolshed. Come hang out and watch me play some random historic decks over the next couple days while I 
mercifully grind mythic to try to maybe scramble into top 1200 but i'll be playing as much historic as possible to get ready for this weekend that sounds somewhat trudgingly just oh, just going through mythic like that definitely is doing what you gotta do with that sometimes that's that's all we can do and of course if you want to find me on the interwebs you can do so by finding me on twitter and twitch at brasky 1142 and myself i'm just going to sit back and play some decks that i enjoy and if saturday rolls around and i just feel the itch for it who knows you might just see me showing up posting about my awesome grixis control deck that i went 02 with and was a lot of fun or actually 03 with and i'll <laughs> and, and be like hey Guys, did a lot of testing. Just want to let you know, Grixis is bad. <laughs> Grixis mail coming in bad. It's not, near, it's not nearly as good as for but I'll tell you what, I had fun playing it. <laughs> you know what is kind of weird? Speaking of Grixis, I've literally played against Grixis, like numbered Grixis control decks. Like I played against someone at like 300 yesterday playing Grixis control. I'm not sure why. Sleeper deck. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe that's what it is. Sleeper decks. That's what they are. But you can yeah. always find out more about us by visiting us at our organization at swagoy.com, S-W-A-G-O-I.com. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Swagoy Gaming, and you can always know and get notifications and follow when our podcasts go live. Of course, you can find us at any of the podcast platforms, and if you want to drop us a subscribe and maybe even leave us a review, we would be forever grateful. And I am always grateful to the three of you, and I'm going to be even more grateful when we come and do this again next week. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.